0: There's corn in that there, chili. Try it. Corn and chili? Have you never had corn and chili?
1: No. Maybe You're I supposed to them. put the corn That's a thing. into bread. No, I, yeah.
2: And then you put the bread made from the corn in the chili. Oh, no. That's how the
0: corn is supposed to I don't to be. want to hear that from the person who got a 5 out of 10. <laughs> On their chili, five out of ten. Ouch!
2: Yeah, I had Tim taste from my chili their, last from night. From their spouse, I asked him <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, what was my, what was, what's my score? And he said five. Ouch!
1: <laughs> I did. Don't pretend like you do
2: oh. We had this whole I conversation. I
1: purposefully did not answer that question. Man, he, he I, said five.
2: <laughs> for the record, he he did say five.
1: It's a good thing he wasn't there f- when we had you over for chili, because I mean what. My you wife never... could have been devastated with the five. You know
2: what? He would have liked he probably he would have liked Heather's because Heather's was not as spicy as mine. I think my I think I lost some points due to spice level. Over spice. Over spice. Or was no, it no correct, hot spice? Correct spice. Correct just spicing.
1: Not okay. Correct
0: spicing. It really has to be a little spicy, doesn't it?
2: Yes. I think
1: so. <laughs> I mean, it depends. Now I like I like it both ways, and when and we'll just add this in. Afterwards, I think we'll just let people just hear our chili discussion, and then we'll start the show. <laughs> I think that's what, because <laughs> during COVID, John Monday dropped off four quarts. Yeah, of his the COVID killer. And they um, were like, "What kind do you want? Spicy or non-spicy?" And I'm like, "Just bring your A game." And my girls were like, "Dad, this is so spicy!" And I was like, "Bring it on." And so maybe it was just you know I didn't have enough taste buds to go for it the whole thing, but it was delicious. Maybe
2: it's not a chili contest; it's a chili eater contest. Like, how mm. hot can you handle it?
1: Ooh. Well, wait a minute. Where is we already Stevie... have the winner
2: Steve. <laughs> Steve <laughs> no, Stevie took from Stevie from church retreat. Is, is church
1: Stevie here? I, think I mean, he's the winner.
0: Actually, it would be between him and uh um, and Josh and Josh. Yeah. I was going to say
1: maybe we should have invited Josh and Stevie to do, <laughs> to read. <laughs> I
0: don't think we'll ever get
1: them to yeah, review that. Yeah, I don't that. think so.
3: I don't know. Stevie lost his hair.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah.
3: I don't Steve know. I think said I... it
0: left him uh, in bad places for weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't. I'm. I don't want to lose my hair, but I also don't want whatever they had for the last, those days. I think I would have maybe taken the hair route. I don't know. That's That sounds like a lot of pain to me. Anyway. All right. Well, there you go. Welcome, everyone. It is episode 389 of This Is Whole Life. We started off with chili talk because there is a crock pot of chili over my right shoulder that Ken is bringing to barn party tonight. Peanut butter, chocolate kiss, cookies over your... Oh, goodness. Oh, your I thought you are talking about, about the, the chili, chili again. Oh, man. I was like, man, if that's in the chili, we are... I mean, I think corn <laughs> After is After losing but...
0: last year, I decided to try a new formula. <laughs> I think this one's going to be the winner. A little oh, peanut man. butter, a little chocolate. Everybody <laughs> loves chocolate.
1: Oh, man. In chili, just 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 imagine it that if you can... Well, this week, if you haven't been listening to the podcast and you haven't been at Whole Life for the last month and you know that it's barn party tonight. And if you're hearing barn this, party. it's going to be too late. You missed barn party. Unless you came to barn party, which in yeah. that case... But, or you're
0: early for next year. <laughs> or,
1: <laughs> which, you know, next year, the date is November the 9th. So mark We calendar. already know that. November we already 9. know that. Look at that. See? We're on top of things. That's very organized. Well, someone we try to be. I'm not going to take credit for it. John told me, sent it to me in a text. I was just curious. No, that's awesome. Good job, John. Yeah, see? and, and November 9th. You and already if, know. And if you're all listening to this... Would you just send up uh, a quick prayer for John and his brother who going through a yeah. little, some medical mm-hmm. issues, what? and John had to take off. Unfortunately, the Mister Barn party will not be here. Yeah,
0: <laughs> kind of stinky to like yeah, plan your party and not be able to be at it. Mm-hmm. So, a lot
1: of work goes into definitely barn want to road.
0: pray for him and his brother.
1: Absolutely. So, in another fun part of today was bluegrass. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, Polly, we miss you. How do you not love bluegrass, Ken? Blue, that was great. Bluegrass?
0: Yeah, I loved today.
3: It was good. Loved it. Oh, yeah, the stand-up bass, electronic bass. Fantastic. It's nice. Should
2: we... should we introduce? Uh, I think me, we should. We should probably talk about uh, yeah. the the elephants in the in room? room. Sorry, yeah. no, wow. no, sorry. Oh, wow!
0: <laughs> look, you said that. It was, oh. look at that. Well, all right,
2: so, it I, was, I, I, am so glad I. It wasn't me yeah. once a year. Randy called Pam a sheep last year or last week. So. <laughs> oh, look, now you're trying to take what people
0: down with
1: you. It was one of the flog. Yes. Yes. Hey, <laughs> <vlog>. Come on. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's ice cold. <laughs> That's so cold. Wow. So are you (laughs) moving on? (laughs) So we're just going to leave it with elephants. Well, the elephant to her right (laughs) is is uh, Tim Bachman, which I think they've also known as known as Nashville Tim, Nashville Tim. Who are you Mm -hmm. now? Yeah, who are um, you know?
3: I'm I'm still working Nashville Tim. You're still working yeah. the Nashville uh, Tim angle. Really, yeah. it just
1: depends on Tim.
2: Depends on what kind of mood he's in. I whether like he's the Nashville Orlando Tim. Or I
1: like the Orlando The Orlando-Lorian. <laughs> Yeah, that was that didn't
3: work. I wasn't getting any response when oh. I would send a uh, a comment online
1: during the service. That's sad. I'm sorry. I, that was my favorite, <laughs> but we'll stick with yeah. I per, well, my personal favorite is Gun Nashville Tim because it just sounds <laughs> like you're in there to win it. You know. Mm. I like like mm-hmm. that and then to melanie's right left. is the a lovely, lovely young lady <laughs> and, and, and left <laughs> and all-time listener yes. and contributor and yeah. sometimes randy forgets to read her comments in the week that they're supposed to be in and then she gets Melanie to, to exercise
0: our values of love acceptance mm-hmm. forgiveness
1: <laughs> grace do you have one of those chips that you keep in your pocket
4: i have it well i have it in my
1: In your car. Okay, because I was going to say there's a couple in my office. I can give you one just in case that you need to be reassured that those really are those things um, after the uh, elephant fiasco here a couple minutes ago. (laughs) Anyway, but um, (laughs) so Veterans Day, really quickly, um, Veterans Day is just a great time to remember in, in my own life. My dad was a Vietnam vet. He was in country for 10 months while my mom was pregnant with my brother. He was drafted because pretty much because he was a CO, conscientious objector. He was way older than the draft age. He was, he didn't pass a physical because of having flat feet on other reasons. And my mom was pregnant and still they took him anyway. And I knew my dad was a was a giving person and was someone who cared about people, but it wasn't always at the front of his of his personality. And my mom has a scrapbook that has uh, pictures from Stars and Stripes, the uh, military newspaper, and it's a picture of my uh, multiple pictures of my dad, um, who was known in his company. He was in the 101st Airborne as a medic, and he, my dad. If you know him, he's five foot nothing and weighed about 130 pounds, I think, when he was in Vietnam. Five foot two, 135 pounds, and he carried 95 pounds on his back Mm. every every with his gear. But the rest of it was he would trade pork and beans for mm-hmm. cake or for different, and trade cigarettes for other things for food. So he's like, when the chopper can't come in, he's like, I always ate good. <laughs> and so he's like, I carry it, I eat it. And he used to say that because people would like, oh, I'm not carrying all that, but then they mm-hmm. want something to eat. And so. I was like, well, that you know, maybe he's not a share, but then here he is in Star- Stars and Stripes sharing his sea rations and his food with the enemy that they had <laughs> that they had gotten in a camp. It just made me have a new a new love for my dad and for the kind of person that he is in his heart. And so, some of the good some of the good stories that you can can bring from mm-hmm. that. Anyone else have veterans in their family?
2: Yeah, my dad was uh, he was also a conscientious objector though, so he served as a medic uh, during the Vietnam War. He was in uh, Okinawa.
3: Oh, wow. 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 Yeah, my father was a CO also during the Korean War, and he, he got as far as San Francisco, the Presidio, or is that what it's called? Yeah. He was on the list to go to Korea, and evidently his commanding officer took him off. He said, no, I can't lose you. You're too good. So he did a really good job at what he was doing, and that kept him from going to see action.
1: No, my dad saw action, but he the he got assigned to a new company who had lost like three medics in a row, and when he was out going out picking up people, the his uh, head of command came up and said, "If you ever go out there again, I'll shoot you myself." He said, "I've lost three people, and I'm not losing another mm. one. No wow. one else wants to go. You tell them to come talk to me. We'll decide who goes out in the field." So it was. My dad was blessed. So the the CEO paid off in that route for him. So. Yeah, anyway. my yeah, yeah, my maternal grandfather
0: was a World War II vet.
1: World War hmm. II, nice, man. That's yeah. We had multiples in our family, but it just uh, it was cool just to see and listen to those stories and and realize what the what what veterans have given up for us. All right, and then how appropriate that that is almost like it was planned. Melanie can uh, follow me through the darkest valley. Veterans Day, kind of a planned thing.
0: I think it worked out that way. It did, didn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. And the story that you told, man, that was a powerful story about the uh, the mm-hmm. gentleman that didn't want to tell the rest to didn't want to tell the rest of the story. And uh, what a humbling experience to be in that moment as a person trying to get the the story, but just listening.
0: Can't remember whether it was him or a different vet that I was interviewing. But after I was done, they actually flew family members out with these. Vets who had, oh, wow. um, and uh, one of the vet's sons came up to me, kind of teary, and said, As long as I have know my dad, I haven't heard half the stories he told you today. Mm. Wow. He wouldn't talk about it. He said, I just, he said, thank you for giving me the opportunity to know my dad better. Yeah. Um, because a lot of these vets just kind of took those experiences and put them behind a wall. And in um, um, that generation, didn't really talk about it. Um, and so it was it was it was it was humbling um to hear their stories to, to to look at these 70 80 year old men and see pictures of them from when they were 17 18 19 years old and some mm-hmm. of them were like i know i remember one was 17 years old when he wow. when he came uh came on and to the beaches on on Guam and so it was uh Anyway, yeah, I think he celebrated his birthday on Guam. Wow. His 18th birthday.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, right. I mean, to be that young and to think about what we were doing when we were that age and to yep. think about being in the conflict that they were in. Oh, I have a 17-year-old son right now. Mm. So, mm-hmm. um,
0: you know, it's uh it is. It's it's uh, it's it's something to think about when you think about your own child um being that age and 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 experiencing uh, what those men experienced, and and so uh, you know, uh, our vets from Afghanistan, Iraq, Vietnam, Korea, um, Grenada, World War II—that there the, are the a few still left from from there. You know, we we owe all of our vets um, gratitude uh, for, uh, for what uh, for not only what they did, but what the the scars that they came back with that were both physical and emotional. That, yeah. um it, and that's one of the things that. You know, I, that I'm passionate about it, um, I, I remember the first time I was kind of really introduced to the real current um, crisis we face with mental health issues in, in veterans was when I had a veteran come to my door to try to sell me something, and he had a tattoo on his arm of a number, and I don't want to get the number wrong, but it was basically the number of service people that every day take their life. Mm. I think it was the number 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, number. and yeah. it's something for us to, you know, if you know, if you are a vet and you're listening to this and you're going through mental health um, related things, please, 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 I beg you, find find some people to listen to, some mental health professionals to work with. Um, you know, if for some reason money's an issue, come talk to Whole Life about that. Mm-hmm. We, we, nobody should have to wrestle with that. Without the support of the community that that they benefited um, because of the scars that they're that they're carrying. Um. So, anyway, um,
1: no, and, and please know that that is that is a sentiment that's not just from staff. I mean, this yeah. morning, Tito, who just joined us here uh, in the, in Ken's office while we record the podcast uh, this morning on the chat, people were def- were just really supportive and glad that we were honoring vets with what Richard did and with the video and and with your sermon and the comments. So, uh, yeah, please know that this is a community that really. Values your service and yeah. values what you've what you've done and would love to be a part of any help that you might need.
3: And and Ken, I I think it's worthwhile to add, we owe gratitude to the families whose yeah, sons you and you daughters who didn't yeah. return, Absolutely. or the are suffering from PTSD
0: and, and suicide possibilities. Yeah, yeah. That's a very real thing, Tim. I'm glad you said that. Um, yeah, I'm so glad you said that. So. Yeah, we 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 definitely owe a debt of gratitude to the veterans and to their families, and that's you know that's one of the things. If you really, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I would cover the military on Guam, and one of my favorite things to go to is when um, a deployed company would return, um, because they would uh, the whole all the families would would be at the dockside or um, at at, at a hangar on Air Anderson Air Force Base, and um, man, when those when those people returning from six month deployment, you know, think about you know some of them were even longer than that. But they, you return from that deployment, you're you know, you think about having like young children, and some of them, I mean, some of them were the children didn't even recognize their their parents because they were so young, um, as as moms and dads were coming back from. These long deployments. So, man, Tim, I'm really glad you said that because I, 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 think that's so important. That there, there is a toll that's taken, and
1: um, so yeah. So I'm glad you said that. It's hard on families. My brother-in-law is um, in the Marines, and he's. Um because he's even though his rank is is high, he still gets deployed. And when you get deployed for six months at a time, when your kids are under the age of double digits, just like you said, they come back, and it's it's hard to assimilate. You know, the other parent, whether it's male or female, they have to they have to hold it all together while the other person yeah, is I mean, gone. And, and that's it's the tough.
0: thing is you have to you kind of go between being a single parent and and dual parenting, and that's you know it's it's hard to transition back and forth for. For the spouses, for the for the children, and um, but you know what I mean that that is um, we can all be grateful that that, um, that we have people who are willing to make those kind of sacrifices mm-hmm. um, so that we can live in a in a country where we can feel relative safety, right? Yeah. a very you look at as unstable as the United States may feel right now, it sure feels
1: a lot more stable than a lot of other parts of the world right now. Mm, Absolutely. Well, and and bringing that in back into, you know, follow me through the darkest valleys. We continue on in the Psalm 23 series in our second week. And um, I noticed that there was a familiar name uh, this week, Philip Keller. And I was like, didn't someone recommend that book <laughs> on the podcast last week? Or was I was that was I wrong?
2: Uh, I'm it, sure Ken just heard about it last week and included it in his sermon. So probably, it's a good thing you brought it up. It's, it's probably. <laughs> uh, you,
0: you know, Randy, I am just so grateful for you. My sermon prep would not have been the same had you not. Recommended you know. that fantastic right. book that you recommended, Randy. Uh, that yeah, that he
1: hadn't read before. <laughs> yeah. No, I promise that this is the last time I'll bring it up. It was, uh, it was just, it was just low hanging. Yeah, absolutely, like, low hanging. Like, you,
0: you deserve all the credit for that. <laughs> all of it. I couldn't
1: resist. I couldn't resist. But I've read that book multiple times, and it reminded me when you were talking this morning about the high ground is through the valleys, and I thought to myself, okay, well, I'm not a shepherd. I didn't stay at Holiday in Express last night. But can't you get to those same pastures by going like up and around and over where, you know, things are a little more open, the walls aren't closing. I'm a little claustrophobic too, by the way. So, you know, uh, big walls on all sides, caves, robbers, you know, all the things that you mentioned, and I'm like, there's got to be another route. Might take you a little bit longer, but maybe the shepherd should consider those routes too. No. Well, just using
0: the book that you so generously um, recommended to me, I, I feel like you already know the answer to that, Randy, since you read the book. <laughs> I, it's um, been
1: a while though, so. Um. But
0: yeah, no. It, it, the um, Keller really makes the point that the valley is actually the safest way to go. That that mm. on the if you are on the steep sides of a mountain, um, the sheep can fall down into. And that there's actually more danger going in other routes. There's also more uh, forage, more food to eat in the valley. um, Water. Water and things like that. And so um, as difficult as the valleys are, um, the other ways are actually more dangerous, according to Keller you know, who you who recommended, you know, recommended yeah. to me. No,
1: I and I and Keller we trust on this, I think, because uh, <laughs> he knows he knows about these things. He researched them more than, than I have independently, so I'll I'll take his word for it. But you add you add into that journey with Frankel. Frankel Victor Victor Frankel, Frankel, yeah. And survived four, four. concentrations. Yeah. One campsites. of which was
0: Auschwitz, which uh it was no I mean None of the concentrations were a joke, but Auschwitz obviously has a very um, yeah. reputation for being a particularly hard place. And um, yeah, so use some uh, quotes from his book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning. And uh, by the way, I, I was talking to somebody after the service who said uh, that they try to read the book, that book once a year um, because wow. it's just kind of one of those books that you should – it's not a long book and it's um, – just profound, yeah, um, definitely. very profound book on, on meaning. And it's, and I think what makes it really profound is one thing to hear Ken say that suffering is like a good thing, blah, blah, blah. It's another thing to hear that coming from somebody who survived the Holocaust, who went through, through profound suffering and to hear them say, well, this actually made me a better person. And it made it, and it made me, because the thing about Frankel is that he was a psychologist before the Holocaust began began, uh, began um, before World War II. he was already a practicing psychologist and um, one of the things by the way that was interesting is that is that what one of the things that got him through the concentration camps was that he had an unfinished manuscript that he had been that he had written <laughs> hmm. before the Holocaust began on one, on one of his theories um, I think one of his psychology theories and so he, Persisted with the hope of being able to publish it after after Mm. um, the war was over, and uh, and in fact did.
1: Well, I'm going to put a link to that book in the show notes today. Swipe up, and you'll find it because I've already ordered my copy uh, during first service. I was like, this sounds like something that I need to read. Um, But one of the things that always you talk about the the suffering in the valley, and we all know that the. You know, the the tension is good, the suffering is good, and but why why can't deeper meaning be more in the academia realm? Like, let's let's learn about suffering. Let's let's uh, speak
2: about it in the abstract.
1: Yes, let's let's have discussions. Let's learn from each other. Let's uh, let's all get together and learn suffering, and so that maybe we can help others avoid suffering, including ourselves. And it's it's never that way. But why why God? Why did God choose? Why did God choose the suffering as a way that like, we learn our best lessons? Because we all have a story that I'm sure will tell us when we look back, if we're being honest, that, wow, I probably learned more of what I don't want to be, who I don't want to be, how I don't want to act, or how I want other people to view me through some situation in our life where we really screwed it up bad and it, the consequences were, were were fairly heavy. But how come it's never... How come there's not another way to do this? That's maybe just a little less painful, e- even though we just kind of heard Frankel and going like, "Hey." Well, there is a thing called not.
2: positive reinforcement where you learn because you get rewards. So there's that side of it too. I, don't, I think you can learn things uh, on the on the other end of the spectrum from suffering as well. <laughs> but suffering, I think, I think it also has to do though with with the depth of emotion when we remember things. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that we remember the most are typically attached to, um, to one of the senses. Like if it, if it's a painful experience, or if there, even if there's a smell associated, or something like that. Mm. Something that, that that triggers one of our other other senses or other feelings that causes those those things to be uh, reinforced.
0: You know, yeah, I don't. I don't know why I like I read all the kinds of books on weightlifting and for whatever reason I have not become buff yet and uh, I keep praying for that day. So um I you gotta do more than read th- a book.
2: <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> you need to lift heavier books. Uh, okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> so Hashtag thank bigger you, bigger books. Captain
1: Obvious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what I've been doing wrong. Okay. And well and I think that, that but maybe that's maybe that's a little bit metaphorical. Like, uh, maybe hmm. maybe um maybe there's just some life lessons that uh, one of the things I find fascinating is uh, uh text in hebrews hebrews five eight and I've never really had anybody maybe maybe melanie's heard a good exposition on this. I've never really heard a great one on it, but it it's it says even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered that that to hmm. me is a I'm, I'm. I've always been a little puzzled by that because Jesus was perfect, right? So how did he learn obedience? Because obedience, like, how did he... But, but Hebrews says that Jesus learned obedience through suffering. That's a fascinating one for me. And I, like I said, maybe that's a sermon for another time, but... Does,
1: I, does that mean that maybe some things we would consider to be disobedience wouldn't necessarily be a sin? It's just a, a learning opportunity? I mean, because it seems. I like just brought should...
0: the verse up, Randy. I'm not uh, <laughs> here to uh, take it apart right now.
1: All right, um, okay, uh, Melanie. She's. I see her uh, typing on her phone. Yeah, what was, was that? Hebrews
2: five eight. Yeah. I'd yeah. Carry on. Car- I'm just yeah. doing my little my little research <laughs> on the side over yeah.
1: to you. Tim, do you want to help her out?
3: Uh, no, she said carry-on, and I thought of meat.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, So oh, I'm,
3: I'm oh, my, my mind's goodness. going away <laughs> off the long drive. Okay, well,
2: all right. Well, uh, don't worry, he didn't make the chili. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: All right. Well, the last part that I wanted to cover that I thought really was, and I remember this from reading the book, about really examining the rod and how it's such a useful tool for the the shepherd to have control of the flock and to check them over. But I liked the New Living translation that said, I will examine you carefully. Mm-hmm. And that one though comes to me a little bit with a two-edged sword. Right now in my life, that's really comforting because I know that there's stuff that needs to be examined. There are things that need to be carefully taken care of. And I know that I know that Jesus will do those things. In his time, in his way, maybe not always how I'd like to, but having the faith that that will happen. But how do you help someone understand that concept when you're asking them to put in the valley? You're asking them to put their hands in in his care, their their lives in his hands, his care. When they haven't made that connection yet, or they maybe they haven't had a chance to taste and see that he's good, and that he is the and he truly is the good shepherd, that's the part that is is really hard. And it came and I want to put that in. T Cinco had a comment that said, "How might the good shepherd connect with those who are unaware of his presence or who may not even know him?" And that I guess that was she asked that question after I had already kind of started thinking about it. And so, how do we help those who? Just you know are unaware of his presence, or just don't know that they need him or that he's there for them
0: well, I think one of the ways is just to walk alongside them and to I don't mm. think that um I think sometimes it's hard to introduce somebody to to God without you first demonstrating what God is doing in your life mm, yeah. and and why God makes a difference for you and so I think firstly, if for somebody who doesn't know God at all doesn't trust God at all um Sometimes when they're going through a dark valley, it's a bad time to tell them. Now's the time for you to trust God—the <laughs> yeah. same God that they feel like mm-hmm. brought this on them, potentially. Um, and maybe what's most important is to is to walk just alongside them, and, and you know, be the rod and the staff in their life. Be a representative of Jesus to them, and and maybe then later, they'll see how you were God's gift to them through that experience and through what, the difficulties that they went through. Mm. And just be willing to listen when you're walking beside someone. Be the
3: listening
1: board. Mm. That's, that's good advice. Listen. Hard to do. Yeah. With, without
3: giving advice back, it is hard <laughs> to do. But yeah. to, uh, th- that that can be some of the best comforting friends that you have are the ones that are just there.
1: Well, that's true. That's true. Well, I'm going to get into we're, we're uh, we do have to get cooking here because so, a, another yeah. service.
0: But one of the things I didn't put in the sermon because I was loath to quote Nietzsche. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Um, I, that Nietzsche it, guy. Oh, it's it's uh, a guy, right? Yeah, it's a
1: guy.
2: <laughs>
0: cool. Um, but, that
1: Nietzsche
2: but, guy.
0: Yeah. I'm but, with you. Yeah, yeah but uh, Frankel actually quotes him, and I thought it, the quote was an interesting one. I you know, really actually didn't just use it because I just didn't couldn't figure out exactly where I wanted to work it in, but. I thought one of the interesting things he said and maybe this comes down to a little bit of of what we were just talking about is that Nietzsche says that if you know the why you can handle the the hows. If if you know the why then you can endure the hows. And so mm-hmm. um you know I think sometimes the why is hard to get at. But I think that when you know When you know Jesus and you have a sense of God's purpose for you, that gives you a little bit of the why Mm, and the ability to kind of hang through and the how you're going to get and how you're going to get through this experience and that experience so just want to throw that in because I like the quote and I just couldn't figure out how to use it in my sermon so I thought I'd bring it to the podcast
2: well and for the record I think Nietzsche gets a bad rap think quite, so. a, quite mm-hmm. often yeah, yeah. His, his quote God is dead and we have killed him has been used out of context and wrongly for so long but that's another podcast <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I figured yeah. it would take a whole sermon to explain all that, too. So, probably just easier to you know, do it in the podcast and then people can write in there.
1: I feel like shows on our to do list keep growing. Yeah. <laughs> because that's another podcast. Bonus episodes and, and books do, to read. We do. We do need to flush these out and, and drop them in as well. Yeah, bonuses. That's if
0: we're good for one thing on this podcast. We give you more books to read. <laughs> that's right. And more places to go eat. That's <laughs> right. And that's good for everybody. Maybe we'll we should rename the podcast. Maybe,
1: you know, maybe, well, this Eats is Eats and Reads. It's whole life. It's all encompassing. <laughs> whole life. whole, whole life, Okay. Dude. Whole okay. Life. All right. Well, I want to go through the last. We had a, a conversation that Tito, who was our online host this week, that sprung up in the chat. It was it was literally crickets until Chad wrote this question, and uh, and comment, and then we had this back and forth, which really really ended well. And what I what I want to point out about this conversation is what we've been talking about. That if you're struggling. Whole life is a safe place. There are people who are openly ready to have conversations that like, yeah, I can admit that this is my this is my weakness. And then others will rally around you and let you know that you're not the only one and that they're there to listen. And also that Stevens Ministers is a huge thing here at our church and something that, you know, we talk about here in the podcast a lot, just because it's something that you have available to you here through our Stevens Ministers. And if the, their, the link to their webpage and they're going to be doing training in January, maybe you'd like to be a care, a caregiver. And, but if you Need to their services as a care receiver. All that information is there. Swipe up in the show notes, and you can have uh, access to that. Chad po- uh, wrote: I had a therapist tell me one time I was trying to rewrite the twenty-third Psalm to, though I run through the valley of the shadow <laughs> of death, and what is the benefit of walking through the valley rather than running? And Ken answered that question. I already
0: answered it, so we should hear from Tim or Melanie or Tito
1: or. And so, um, oh, did Tim's Tim's deferring. So uh, uh, Melanie. Uh, what's what's the benefit?
2: <laughs> yeah, so you know the funny thing. Well, I was when I when I heard Ken gave a great answer, so uh, we 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 can we can go with Ken's answer. But I mean,
0: <laughs> let's hear a better answer.
2: <laughs> I, well, well, I wanted to offer the other side yeah, of that because I remember <laughs> I attended a church once where. There was a lady that would come up to me every single week and tell me what terrible things had happened to her that week, <laughs> every single week. And it got to the point where I really wanted to say, you know, the text is, yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, not yay, though I set up camp, invite all my <laughs> friends, hang out, <laughs> plant a vineyard, you know, this, yay, though I walk through the valley. So I think, that, <laughs> I think that there can be difficulty on either side. If you're trying to run, if you're trying to run through it, you know what? You're living in denial and you're gonna end up having to come circle back. You know, that's why the that's why the Israelites had to do like forty laps around Mount Sinai because they they had to walk through that valley and not run through it. But then there's the other side of it also where you know what, you're not supposed to stay there. That's that's not your final destination. Keep yeah, walking.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Well, and I responded right away. I just said the running seems more my speed, admittedly. And Tito didn't <laughs> throw me under the bus and name me personally <laughs> in the chat, which, which uh, you know it's okay. Well, I, there's he, all kinds of good things that come out. Tito,
0: <laughs> all kinds of good stuff comes out during podcast.
1: <laughs> I appreciated that, but uh, and then Tito said, "I see what you're saying, Randy. But if God is walking with us, isn't it that taking away free will because He's telling us how to go?" And which Ken also answered, and I. I And and I don't disagree with what Ken's saying, but I also feel like that is something that I've struggled with when you're telling me what to do and I trust you. But also if there's that, there's that piece of me that always, and maybe it's upbringing, but it's always that piece that I just don't like being told what to do. Number one, number two, if you're telling me what to do and that's, I mean, how, how is that? You're your God. That's kind of final. And is that kind of a way that I don't have free will if I'm following? And it's that peace that I shouldn't have because I, I really do trust that God has my best intentions, uh, hit my best um, everything and for me. But to to do it without sometimes just having that peace where you're like, hmm. So, what was
0: that song this morning? I was like, perfect
2: submission.
0: What was it? What's the rest of that? Oh,
2: you should take uh, that show is on the road. Mine. What? <laughs> yes. Oh, what a fortnight.
1: Blessed assurance. Blessed assurance. Is that was assurance. that this morning? Yeah, That was uh, this morning. That's yes. right. It was. Yeah. Uh, I was. I missed part of that because I was setting up. I think brilliant. that's.
0: I think that. I don't my, have my point. I. I think that as we uh, find, the ability to submit, which sheep aren't good at, <laughs> um, but as we find the ability to to submit. There is greater peace and there is greater rest in our life, and I think that's one of the the parts of Sabbath that we 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 probably sometimes struggle to to really grasp is that this idea of Sabbath has more than to do than with a day of the week. It has to do with resting hmm. from our works and resting in the work that God did and has done, hmm. and and just trusting that that's enough.
1: Yeah. I mm-hmm. feel like partial submission is how I sing that sometimes. Partial <laughs> submission? <laughs> yeah, no. Jesus uh, is kind uh, of mine. Yeah. I'm not saying that with glee. I'm just saying that as a realist. Just, real, just honesty, because we, we value
0: authenticity here.
1: <laughs> and so those are the times when you feel like, ah, I just need to give the rest away. So then Jody Howell, who I love very much, came into the comments and said, perhaps it's because when we walk instead of run, we pay more attention to what is around us. The focus becomes what we see and learn on the journey. Not just getting to the end, which mm. is super good Being advice. And, yeah, and then um, the, I, 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 I go just for it. I just
3: had maybe I'm a little slower because this is new to me, but yeah, back back to running through the 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 darkest valley. Are you in your um, second lap?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've
3: you know I, I've been through a couple of darkest valleys, and and my recollection is. I didn't have the energy or the mental fortitude to speed it up. Mm. Mm. And that basically crawling through it, knowing that there is something on the other end, and that that put my trust in God alone. Mm. And I don't know. I, I, I never even thought of, oh, I just – I want this behind me. I just knew – I had to go through something, and if I survive this, then there's good stuff on the other end, and it's because of the grace of God.
2: I think that's totally valid to have that alternative <laughs> um, translation, yay, though I crawl <laughs> through the valley of the shadow <laughs> of death, because, because the truth is, I mean, yeah, people enter that that valley in a lot of different ways.
1: And I think the valleys are different every time, at least it has been for me, where some you feel like it is almost like, wow, that one went really, really well. And then you're like, hey, the power of prayer works. And then, you know, the <laughs> ones that take forever, like, man, I don't know if God's listening. And, and then it seems like the people that are on either side of those are usually the people that find you to help give you Either good or bad advice during that time, and or reinforce what you're th- what you're feeling. So, t- being focused on God in that situation can be tough, but maybe the most important, like Jody said, just to be paying attention at what's happening around us. Mm-hmm. So, Anonymous said, we each need to know who is our shepherd; otherwise, we could stay in the valley and never reach the other side. That's uh, that's the setting up camp, planting uh. a vineyard kind of thing. I get, and then Jody said uh, as a final. She said, "I admit that I'm walking in a valley right now, and I'd rather run. But I'm learning a lot about myself—some especially hard things and my patient, gracious, lovingly, fa- loving father. So um, we prayed over her in the chat, and that was—it uh, was an honor to do that. And Jody, I appreciate that—that that you're willing to to be just so transparent with us, and and to allow us to be a part of that journey because we all need help when it comes to that journey, and especially when you're in one of the hard things." When you're learning about yourself, those are some hard realities sometimes to face. So before I forget, I see Melanie has her hand raised. And I believe we have one extra question that she got on the Melanie Super Secret hotline. <laughs> and so it didn't come in Everybody through normal Everybody should channels. use that hotline. Just, just send
0: all your questions to the Melanie Super Secret hotline.
1: That's it. What do you got for us?
2: Yes. So uh, this question just came in for some of us the valley of the shadow has been deemed a sin thus within the communities of faith there is no higher place to get to and this person is thinking of the lgbtqi plus and of course there are others and so that was that was a thought what if what if there is no higher place to get to
0: i guess my question Mm -hmm. and it's hard since the person who's asking it isn't here I wonder if that if the person who wrote that believes that there's no higher place to get to.
1: Hmm. I'm I'm missing something. What, what a higher place to get to than what? Than the, the valley, valley that they that they Feeling. find themselves in. So once you're in the valley, that's it. There's no there's no there's nothing past that. There's nothing.
2: I think that the idea is that if you find yourself in the kind of valley for which there seems to be no outlet or no higher ground Mm. and if that valley happens to be within a faith community
0: so if you're in a box canyon then
1: right yeah Yeah. i mean, I feel that when you're when you're in a community that has a lot of weight that you carry with you it, it does seem sometimes like and especially when you know that things aren't going to change i mean we as a special needs dad, when you look at your kids, like with Ellie, it was always sky's the limit that she's smart. She does. She's anything you could ask for in a kid. And there's nothing she can't do when I, but then I look at Emily and I go, well, she's awesome. She's amazing. And she, um, I mean, she's a smart kid too. But there are absolutely things that no matter what I want or what I think or what medical breakthroughs, <laughs> whatever, there are absolutely things she can't do. So what? where does that leave you when it's a heavy place to be and when you just don't know what those – where is the ceiling? And, what, and if I don't know how to get there, which I don't, there's so many things you learn every day, but they seem to come in long, drawn-out stretches – how do you deal with that because it's it is a long valley and it doesn't seem like there is a path out
2: perpetual canyon yeah that's a
1: no matter where you go and where you get advice that that's a man that's a that's a good question because it's i feel uh, whoever if you're listening if you sent the question and thank you that's a i feel the i feel good one it's a fair one i feel the weight of that and um and i wish i had a good answer because i don't i just know what it feels like to be there and it's no fun.
2: Well, sometimes that sentiment maybe is helpful. Maybe. Like that we're, we're there with you.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. It's
2: not this, it might not be the same <clears throat> same situation, but right. yeah, we, no. we can be in the valley together.
1: I felt that way before in different times of my life when the valley seems really, really long and it's always come out the other side. So I also like to be optimistic that whatever God has planned is what ultimately will be the best possible outcome if i follow while i'm here but that's like i think what ken what you mentioned earlier about the whys are the hardest things to figure out and this is to me this is one of those whys that we've had to deal with and this person i'm sure is dealing with if you can't answer that it's hard to answer or find solutions It's hard to
2: deal with the the how yeah
1: yeah well, thank you for that question. I'm glad we didn't. Uh, the super secret Melanie hotline was open, and that we were able to <laughs> to discuss it because those are we're all we all have those at some point. So know know that you're not alone. Yeah. Okay. Anything else about the valley? Fast, slow, medium paced. Keep walking. Keep walking. And keep trusting, Melanie. keep crawling
2: there we go I, yes. I, I'll, I'll throw that one back in there <laughs> there you go
1: uh, nothing like putting you on the spot right at the last minute for one more right
0: not so much about the pocket I mean about the 23rd song but I mean I was really worried about Jeff retiring you know in, oh. in January and I'm now seeing that you know Tim yeah,
1: Tim could be a new part of just the... you know come in every you... Tuesday afternoon yeah, <laughs> just, yeah just <laughs> drive up and, from uh, wherever you're hanging out and... Get me a helicopter oh that's right the helicopter <laughs> But not a problem. Not a problem.
2: <laughs> not a problem. We'll just send the whole life helicopter. So it was, it was just,
0: a, it's just like Creflo Dollar, I have this feeling that God has wanted me to have a Learjet or something, whatever it is. We need so, a
1: helipad on the roof, don't you think?
0: Yeah. I mean, why not? It's a flat roof. It's There's I mean, room. There, there mm-hmm. should be.
1: I've been up there. There's room.
0: If, we're, if, we put, if we put a helipad on there, then we have to have a helicopter to go on it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean...
1: I think I'll it's start doable. the fundraiser for why that? not that's right I think mm-hmm. it's there doable. we go all right next week I didn't write down what are, what are we talking about next week which one is it the table the, the table. table that's right and then the and then there's only one more and then we're in we're in the ho- we're in Christmas time Christmas time oh, man. what are we doing for Christmas this year do we have we have one set I know I'm but celebrating you're celebrating yeah I'll we'll celebrate this Christmas okay well I guess that's something to look for but oh, we have Thanksgiving give you a first hit, Randy. yeah come and see <laughs> wow! <laughs> Last night, and I left here about nine o'clock, and I'm I'm driving home, and I'm on my street, uh, and the neighbors, a couple houses down, have their big bay window open, and there is a ginormous. Christmas tree and living room piled full of Christmas decorations that's not okay it is not I okay I do I'm not
0: like, endorse that no,
1: no. Christmas
0: trees do <laughs> not belong in homes until after Thanksgiving you can put it up Thanksgiving Day Thank that's fine yeah Thank but before Christmas and I'm sorry I'm going to take a hard stance on this oh I am too and yeah, I mean I, I know do. that there's some people out there who's going to fight me on this but no it's well, the earliest your tree can go up you know Ken my wife put up our Christmas tree well, oh. I want you to know that if you need me to Lucy, tell her Lucy. that, <laughs> really, no,
4: bro, I'm telling you, I would like Thanksgiving, and then you can have the house to yourself. Get
1: through Halloween, <laughs> for that matter. I mean, well, I like to do. I don't, I'm,
4: I don't know what to say because it's like October comes <laughs> and it's already. Uh, oh. does she Christmas? have the Christmas okay.
2: tunes playing yet? Yes, yeah, she does. Oh, Christmas, oh you, you've got the whole ball of wax. I,
0: till when
4: I get Christmas I'm surprised it doesn't start in July
0: <laughs> it will be some, <laughs> I mean that's well, the way that's the direction you're it. working towards how, <laughs> how long how long does there. it stay up
4: it stays up till after three Kings day which us uh, Puerto Ricans through January 6th
3: okay. yeah uh-huh. so that,
0: okay
4: There was actually a year where she kept it up after Valentine's Day. Wow! Wow! Wow. So that's like you have that you
0: have that tree up more of the year than you don't.
4: Exactly.
0: Is it a real tree? It's not a real tree. Okay. Mm. Well, that's probably good because that'd be a pretty big fire hazard after (laughs) after six months. One year we did a real tree, and that
4: tree
0: stayed up till June. So oh How did you do that? Like, was there any? (laughs) Were there needles left on it? Or telling
4: any water
0: water is a miracle. Oh yeah, wow. keep water in. See, not. I was just about and, to suggest to you the way to, the to solve your problem is to just say that it has to be a real tree. But and then yeah. it has to come down, but apparently that 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 you doesn't work. Keep, you know, okay. they do
1: have uh, they do have the chunky uh, pine spray paint so that you can spray <laughs> paint your <laughs> and preserve it. I know I know people who have taken uh, Everything off the tree, lights, everything, sprayed their tree back and then put it all back on again just to get it to go a little bit longer. And I'm oh, like, wow. no way. Ugh, huh. wanna... Well, this Mariana,
2: well. when does yours go up? Usually after Thanksgiving. Okay, all right. See, it like That's goes. good. Just... That's
3: good. When does it come down? After oh, new, new
1: Year's, years. that's okay. pretty good. I like it up for New man. Year's.
0: See, that's that's allowable.
1: Yeah, I like afternoon, new, like New Year's. I'm done. Let let let's go away. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Man, December twenty five at four p.m. mights coming <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
0: you, know, you, wait, it. you don't over. even wait for Christmas to be, the day to be over.
1: Nope,
2: no. nope. See, Friday wow. the
1: tradition is at our at our house was always Friday afternoon. You go after Thanksgiving. Everyone's now. Alive again and ready to go do something. So, about noontime, you go out, get your tree, uh, and Thanksgiving per- Day? After, no, Friday oh, after Thanksgiving. Oh,
0: okay. I was like confused. I was like, yeah, no, you're no, alive so. after, like. No, you're yeah, sleeping
1: I'm until f- halftime after the trip <laughs> yeah, <okay. nap>, to so. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I won't do Black Friday ever. You do Black Friday? Tito? I work... You.
2: You work so someone else can do I Black work... Friday.
4: cooks <laughs> dinner. <laughs> 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 I I got no complaint. She wakes up at 4 o'clock in the morning and starts
0: dinner. Wow. Oh, my word.
4: We eat. I watch a football game, and she is in a line at Target.
2: She She is dedicated (laughs) on all fronts every holiday. The presents aren't going to get
1: under that tree by themselves, mister. Someone's got to go shopping. (laughs) All right. Well, now that we have solved the mysteries of when it's okay to put up your Christmas tree, please Plan accordingly, people. We just don't <laughs> need to see. There, I feel like story. that. Yeah. I feel like that has. Other something. than Lucy, Lucy, I you feel do like whatever had... you want to do because we love you and Tito loves you. So you just keep doing you, girl. But buddy. I still feel like that has to do with the dark valley.
0: <laughs> 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 it kind of does. <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> You're valley. In the
1: valley. <laughs> yeah. Well, camping. so your wife comes
2: along and strings lights around you. I, th- that that seems like. Well, if, like, if you there's know, a little bright light spot up the in the dark
1: valley. <laughs> yeah, a little brighten it up a little bit, have a little festiveness. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay no, with. You that. You
0: want to talk about the value of show death? Just work in retail over Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. right? Uh,
0: no, thank you. Worst or Christmas or ever. Water. Healthcare too. Oh, yeah, really? That's it? equally as uh, bad.
1: Yeah, these two. Yeah. No one. I wants haven't to be. had
0: that experience, so I don't know. So, have you done retail? Haven't done retail. Have you done retail during Christmas? I'm, not Christmas, not Christmas. I'm really curious because I wonder. I would wonder if somebody who's done retail and done healthcare, which one is worse? I think anyone in the hospital not
1: feeling when well.
4: You say retail. Do does restaurants count on
1: that? Yeah. Food service, kind of. I don't
2: know. Ken Ken has some very, very specific trauma.
1: I worked (laughs) at a Disney (laughs)
0: store during college over Christmas. Let me tell you something.
1: I love this story.
0: The happiest place on earth is not the happiest place on earth when certain guests (laughs) show up. I can tell you that. (laughs) Oh, my word. You sell out. You show up Christmas Eve and you want to buzz light. That was, by the way, that was the year. That was the year. Buzz was the thing that year. It was the first Toy Story. And people showed up on Christmas Eve and seriously thought there was going to be a bus light year thing left. And you're like, ah, uh, yeah. Um, my favorite is like the people who are like, anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, another show, different podcast. <laughs> wow. But man, I just like talk about just, faith. There's man. nothing that makes your Christmas bright and cheery like having somebody curse you out multiple
1: times and. Well, Ken, if you'd have kept a couple of those buzzes under the desk there, you would have been...
3: <laughs>
0: sell I would, for $500 would have been fired <laughs> is what would have happened, because Disney is strict about that stuff. The
4: Jingle All The Way is actually
0: based on your story. There's a couple yeah, movies out there right. that are based on my life story <laughs> that... One. The other one is the. I can't even say that. Anyway, never mind. uh,
1: (laughs) We will be reviewing Christmas movies just in time for the holidays because, you know, you start Mm. your Christmas viewing over Thanksgiving. Mm. So maybe that's what we should do. Oh, wait, I'm not going to be here. That's why we're doing it today on Saturday, isn't it? (laughs) Sorry. Mm. Maybe next year. At some some
3: point. I just picked up the DVD. A Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, had to have it.
0: How many DVDs is that for you now? What, Six hundred twenty-four.
3: I think I'm up to a hundred, plus fifteen hundred hundred plus 1,500.
0: <laughs> 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 awesome. I want you to know Every when D V D players DVD come back in style. That's it.
1: That's it. There it is. Or
2: during the um the apocalypse of the digital age. Come
1: watch
3: movies at my place.
2: There's a great Jim.
1: there's a great app for Mac called Rip It and you can just rip those babies down to M four Vs and you oh. have it right out there. No, um, no, no, no. Just unless there's the, some
2: kind of solar pulse and then the energy got well,
1: Yeah. You hey, use the DVD once the anyway. last D V D player dies, you will be happy about it.
3: Yeah, but once all electronics are worthless, oh, I guess there's that. My my DVD player <laughs> then, then is. Then what
1: are He's gonna hang them all from the ceiling and just watch them twinkle. You can probably oh. start
0: fires with the uh, with the reflection of like off the sun off of the DVD player. Start a fire. Yeah, Tito.
3: You
2: know, Lucy's got her holidays. My husband has his DVDs. Yeah. So. Do you have laser discs? <laughs> I I have,
3: I have a few. I, I have a few Laser disc I like it but mainly DVD the big well, ones yeah. yeah the album size <laughs> I, I buy <laughs>
1: have those we ever been of of more off topic in our, uh, in this our is, life
0: this has been a pretty wide cool. detour I blame it, it on our tracks. guests
1: <laughs> yeah let's blame it on the guests in the this
0: is not what we normally do <laughs> this will probably be my last time they
3: give me a microphone
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, you know what? I feel like this is all in the theme and the energy of Barn Party today. So yes. um, I'm excited yes. for the afternoon. It's gonna whoop be a lot whoop. of work, but it's gonna be a lot of fun. And so hopefully we will say afterwards, it was great to see you at Barn Party if you came. And if not, there's mm-hmm. always next year. Just like Cub fans, right? It's always next year. <laughs> <laughs> but they have won one since there's been always been do they still do that? I don't know. I don't know oh, well. I don't really care. I don't follow baseball. So, it doesn't <laughs> on really matter. To on that note, on that note, next week was did we ever decide what next week was? What do you mean? What Table? what? Oh, the, the table. table. That's right. Mm-hmm. Next week, yeah. Follow me to the table. Yeah, we decided that as about six months ago. That <laughs> <laughs> wasn't. Sometimes I made that decision. Yeah, <laughs>
0: probably a good nine months ago. <laughs> Sometimes
1: the host is the last to know, and then he forgets really quickly after it's been said six minutes ago. So you just never know. All right, guys. Thank you for listening as always, and have a great week. <laughs> oh, my God.